You're gonna need a bigger boat. Attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. They're here. Hi, this is Before After Reviews. I'm Teresa. And I'm Darby. And we are live in each other's presence, at least. Not on a podcast-related sense where you guys are listening to this as it's been pre-recorded. But we are doing this live in front of each other. so face-to-face. It's very disturbing making contact (laughs) with a human being. (laughs) And we have these microphones in our face and, you know, nothing new. Things being in our face. we're in a hotel room. (laughs) Yes. Because, I mean, we can't just do this normally, but we're at a weekender event in San Diego of all places. Yes, we're at... Uh, tiki oasis which is this huge tiki themed party there's room parties rum is in the air and in the Literally. drinks <laughs> drunk by yeah here. colorful people with their guys and girls have their matching tiki outfits on usually it's the guy trying to push this one as opposed to the girl that seems to be the case yeah. sometimes yeah uh, and the fabrics are always so great it's in its 18th year though wow. it's my first yes. I don't know you uh, heard this. No, I knew you were a tiki virgin. I really wanted to start like a virgin sacrifice kind of <laughs> a tradition and like we were really into this and then we heard when we got here that someone else came up with this and I was really devastated. Sucks. If anybody has a spare tikio virgin button that they would like to give to me, I would be eternally grateful. I might even dance for it. You never know. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, Tiki, it used to only be three days, and they've extended, this is the first year they've extended it to five. Okay, yeah, I heard about that. I think is way too much. Everyone I've talked to is already burned out. Yeah, well, and we got here Thursday, and it was already so much going on. It took forever. Um, There were a lot of technical difficulties, and everyone was lamenting that it wasn't at Bali High. Yeah. To start. So I never even got we'll to go see Bali High. We'll see Bali High was... A, Technically unofficial or something. It was like a day high. earlier yeah. because it always happens the day before and Tiki Oasis officially starts on Friday. Yeah. So everyone usually shows up Thursday and goes to Bali High. But they didn't do that this year because Tiki Oasis started on Thursday and not everyone can go on Wednesday to Bali High. Well, yeah, I understand a lot of people still did, but I couldn't take that no, much time I, off work. I was only... I was, at, I was at home less than 48 hours between getting home from Seattle and driving. I knew some people who said they went, they were bummed that it wasn't on Thursday because they had that same complaint. They're like, it was so hard taking that extra day off of work. And I don't know why they decided to extend it. I mean, they had the content, so I guess they could. From what I understand, there's fewer room parties and like more attendance this year. But I also heard that they're going to be doing another one. They're going to add an additional Tiki Oasis earlier in the year. Someone told me that it's like potentially going to be in Arizona, which I mean. I've heard rumors about that. But I mean, if you really want to get into a Tiki, we there's going to be a new one in Las Vegas. <laughs> trying to plug Pele. it. <laughs> oh, there's no trying. I have no shame. You should all come to Hookah Pele in Las Vegas and Tiki Party with me and my other partner in crime, Sarah Vamp. It's going to be a blast. And it's really cheap compared to some of these other fucking Yeah, because yeah, like, there's Tiki Caliente in Palm Springs and then there's a second one in Palm Springs. I just learned about that one. Well, and this one started in Palm Springs, which makes yeah. sense to me because that's, of course, well, the entire aesthetic of Palm Springs is like kind of that. This one branched from Tiki Caliente. Oh, um, okay. 
and Tiki Caliente is in like April or no, not April, like May or something okay. or March. Anyway, it's around that time. Spring. Sometime that is yeah. not August. Yeah, it's the spring. And then the other one that's in Palm Springs is in October, like the 21st or something like that. See, that's the time I would want to be in Palm Springs is in October. That sounds like a good time of year to be there. Yeah. But so, me, but yeah, so we're at Tiki Oasis, Oasis. currently. We're at a huge party in a hotel and we're cloistered away in a hotel yes. room by ourselves because this is how introverts party. Hard. Yes, completely. <laughs> We know how to really do it. But I mean, I'm not a newbie to Tiki Oasis, so I know how long these things go. And I was really surprised to hear no one's pulled the fire alarm yet. That was like Friday's inauguration of, of Tiki Oasis. Someone always pulled the fire alarm. So the fact that it hasn't happened yet is very shocking. Maybe the new management really like hammered down on things you can't do. And if someone did it, they'd probably be in like super trouble or something. Maybe. And there's so many new people that would actually be potentially super dangerous. Yeah. And most of the elevators are broken. <laughs> well, I just can't wait for the elevator bar. If they have not set that up yet, they I'm really disappointed. Did actually, the last time around some people went through here, they it's set had up? elevator okay. drinks. Yeah, so. that's that's the norm. You yeah. have to have it. We're in a room with four other people, so, you know. Yeah, we have our... We still know what's going on. And there's a bar set up with us. We have, like, tons of alcohol. Oh, yeah. So, we're still partying. You know, this is almost like we're drunken crime, except with movies. Yeah. <laughs> and no murder. And no murders. Well, well kind of. Yeah, <laughs> but we have In a no fictional sense. <laughs> we have no Robert's rant this week, but instead we'll kind of rant about some of the things that are up and coming that are kind of Jaws ripoffs, since that's the movie we're discussing uh, this yeah. week. It kind of goes with our theme of TQ Oasis, right? Of things ripping off one another. Oh my god, <laughs> that's not where I was going. I was going more like sea movie. No, I know. Themes, yeah, because the not avoid making because the theme though. of this year's TQ Oasis it changes every year, and this year's is South Seas. Yeah, South Seas. Which we're um, talking about movies and it's we're in the ocean. We're talking yeah. about ocean movies. I don't know. I guess Tiki Oasis and Jaws, like that, that just goes. Maybe that we, works for me. we could have done Pearl summer. Harbor. Oh my god, we could talk Pearl Subject Harbor. Subject us to want. that awful movie. Do you know how bad it's going to be when we actually get around to watching something based on a history? And I'm going to sit here and like yes. lecture you. I'm going to have to like. We're going to have to have a conversation beforehand. You, know, you can't discuss this, and you can't discuss this. Like Darby, we try for a half hour. Sometimes we don't achieve it, but we try. Well, we try for a half hour. Oh, I don't man, know. we're not doing very well. No, <laughs> we, we do terrible. But that's because we have a lot to say, and we we dive deeper into movies than just what everyone else does when it comes to giving a movie review. I don't know. I think that we just have a different process yes. in analyzing But one of the new movies coming up is The Meg with Jason Statham. That okay. is about a ginormous shark that's way bigger than Jaws. Like, it looks like when it, it's about to swallow someone, it's going to swallow them whole. Okay. And this is the new... Jaws movie, I guess. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't... That sharks are pretty fashionable right now. Mm-hmm. I'm n- I've never been like a, it's Shark Week person. I, I enjoy that kind of stuff, but I'm not a big television. I don't get on hype like that. I noticed you're wearing your very festive shark ring for shark the ring. occasion. It's great. But no, I haven't seen like any of those like Sharknado I haven't sort seen of those. cult films that come out. The Meg, I don't know much about, but I do know that every generation or every few years they've made a they've made some kind of Jaws ripoff. So the Meg is a seventy foot long prehistoric shark known as the Megalodon, and, and it's, it's what going to be in round today suddenly. It's it? yeah, it's in the Pacific Ocean apparently. And we just missed it, or did it like warp out of the Pacific garbage patch? Well, I mean, there's there's still finding sea creatures that, you know, at the, like, very, very bottoms of the ocean, but those ones are harder to find only because it's so black. A shark mm-hmm. wouldn't live down there because 
it doesn't have the right adaptations required because okay. you know of evolution you know yeah. you have the ones that are you have fish down in the darkest of the sea who are blind i love that's actually that pin of the the deep sea fish that oh, was yeah. reading the book with the book light yeah that was the erstwhile pin i most wanted and i didn't get and i still regret to this day I forget what they're called. I know I. It's gonna drive me crazy now, but I collect other pins. My favorites are all the ones with eyeglasses. I love. Oh, okay. Anthropomorphized animals with <laughs> ocular adorations. But yeah, adornments. so this this shark is terrorizing. But then over the years, like we've had several jaws kind of either inspired ripoffs mm-hmm. or full on ripoffs. I remember growing up the lake. Placid film, which was into the 90s. I saw it with my dad during the summer. It was another one of those like summer hype films that came out during a holiday weekend. And I remember seeing Alligator replaying on television right around oh, the yeah. same time that that movie came out, which was an 80s flick. Lake Placid being, it's pretty self-explanatory. Giant alligator in a lake. And mm-hmm. then Alligator was the one where there's a giant alligator in the sewers or some yeah. ridiculous 80s premise <laughs> that we accept or we would have accepted back then. But right after Jaws had come out, because Jaws came out in 1975. Yeah. Orca followed, which is about killer whales or killer orcas. Okay. Um, then there was Tentacles, which is a giant octopus movie. Was it like a Kraken film? I've never heard of this. I didn't, haven't seen it. Oh, I've only okay. like briefly glimpsed over, but I didn't get Kraken vibe from it. No. I just, giant octopus. I obviously have a pirate hang up here. <laughs> uh, then there was Piranha, the 1978 one. I've never seen that either, but every time I hear Piranha, all I can think of is the original Tarzan film, which I don't know if you're aware, but there was, if it was the original, sometime in the 50s or something, one of the Tarzan actors was actually eaten by piranhas while they were filming on site in the Amazon. Oh shit, no yeah, way. Yeah, it was this horrible, horrible story. I'm gonna have to look that up now because that's gonna drive me crazy as well. Deep sea fish and Tarzan actors. I only remember, I remember Piranha 3D and that was because that was kind of recent, right? Uh, it was 2010 and they loosely based it on the original Piranha. Okay. But they made it 3D, so that was a big draw. Which was, uh, to be fair, pretty much all movies were being cut and being made to be pushed in 3D during that. During 2010. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, even today, like, yeah, eight years tell later. Yeah, where they're like, well, that scene was obviously created just for the 3D installation. Right yeah. There, Some are getting better. And then there was the full ripoff um, called Great White in 1981, where an Italian movie company decided to make a movie about a shark that terrorizes a small town, and that shark happens to be a great white. Oh, okay. So it kills well, some people. And then, oh, and then at the end, the shark blows up too. Oh, cool. So literally, <laughs> it's Jaws. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we still movie ideas all the time. Why can't Italian movie companies still movie ideas from us, I guess? Pretty much. But yeah, so in a long line of creature feature movies with large animals or mammals or fish or whatever the fuck. Predatory. Yeah. You know, primordial, predatory. They're very fear-based, right? Yeah. There was a couple I saw that was like, one was called Grizzly. That was one that was also okay. that in that horror kind of genre where it's an animal of some sort going around killing people. Yeah. And then someone has to stop. And it's usually an oversized animal at the same time because, I mean, even in Jaws, the movie, they talk about how large that is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not the normal size of a great white shark. Mm-hmm. Oh, Anaconda. Oh, yeah. That, that, I remember that scaring the shit out of oh me in the mid-90s, too. I which forgot. now, in retrospect, it's like, wow, that was interesting. Jennifer. Jennifer Lopez, very young that. Jennifer Lopez. Wasn't there film. a one with a gorilla too? Not Kong though, but it was Congo. 
Yeah, something like yeah. that. I don't think I ever saw that. Was I, it actually about a big gorilla, or am I just like thinking? No, like, there was remembering the way the trailer. No, there. It. Well, we're basing off the trailer because another one of us saw it. But I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was about a giant gorilla and not Kong. But I mean, I don't believe Kong fits in the whole creature feature kind of thing. King Kong, only because uh, these are animals who are killing to kill. Yeah, these aren't. The Kong. I feel like Kong is definitely a fantasy. Same thing with Godzilla. Like they're suspenseful because yeah. they're just beyond reality, so and well, that's one of the reasons why it's so suspenseful and it tingles up the back of our neck to think like it's something that exists and it just you know like you said we might not yet know about it. It could be in an isolated area. It could really be there. It's not that big of a stretch of our imagination. Well, especially when it comes to sizes, because have you seen those giant well, ass spiders said. in Australia? Yes, they scare me. Arachnophobia. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Did you see that movie? Yes, I did. I snuck downstairs to watch that when I was four years old oh and watched gosh. it through the bars of the staircase. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, I will never forget that film. But see, in this case and in these other movie cases, it's more realistic because these sizes could be real as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, them or them was right. about the giant ants. Yeah. And, you know, so that wasn't that whole thing where giant, like Godzilla, you know, isn't going to happen. King Kong. King Kong, you know isn't going to be real but in the sense of giant things those are less likely yeah especially because these things already tease you know our our modern sensibilities of that like you said you're talking about giant australian spiders that exist in extreme climates and geographic locations and they kind of creep us out who deal with teeny tiny house spiders yeah same thing anacondas which i know they are becoming more prominent because of kinds of shit that we don't have time to get into in this podcast but again it's like compared to most people aren't used to seeing snakes or if they are they're little garden snakes so the yeah. idea of an anaconda is really fucking scary right? well yeah and Especially an anaconda is real one and, yeah they are they're real but one yeah. that size is yeah like, well there are records of it right mm-hmm. it's but is it it is scary but shall we talk about the trailer yeah this trailer this like five minute and something trailer that we watched on now Joss. i'm kind of wondering since this is a 1970s film and apparently the trailers were long ass trailers did they get shortened because our attention spans got shorter i am grateful that they're not five minutes because that thing felt like i was watching the damn movie like i'm watching a miniseries yeah it did feel like that and as a matter of fact i feel like that was people around me commenting on it during the trailer was, watching right yeah it's also a very scatterbrained kind of trailer. It gave the whole premise of the movie, which we already knew the premise of, because you knew it was about a giant shark attacking a small town. Okay. But in the trailer, they never showed the shark. No, they didn't, which is good. Because, right. again, that's suspenseful. Yes. And that's why you go see the movie, to see how they're going to put the shark in there. Because it's 1975. Yeah. There isn't CGI. There's not, like, 20 different Sharknado films. That, yeah. And know. even the way that Spielberg shot this movie, was it was all outside. So they didn't have the, the option of a, soundstage or a green screen or anything like that. No, which again, don't. that's why you don't show the shark. Get people to come yeah. see the movie to see the shark. And I that's think, why they shot it at certain angles too because like you always saw the people's feet. You never saw, you were seeing it from the shark's oh perspective gosh. technically. Yeah, which again is one of the things that makes it so, it's interesting to me because again, this is like a five minute movie and of course, a five minute movie, five, <laughs> five minute trailer, but the thing that interests me is that they promoted it so insanely, which is yes. why this is remembered as the first true blockbuster film because it changed the way we promoted movies. Yeah. 
absolutely it changed the way we invested them it changed the way we schedule certain types of movies to yeah. come out at different times of the year right it kind of solidified certain elements of that and the reason why so many of these films that we talk about when I'm reminiscing I'm like oh I went and saw that in that summer and that in that yeah, summer and that summer blockbusters summer movies yeah they have these hype because they're they're gonna have a certain style like well even the style of trailer has changed from like the 70s I mean in the Jaws trailer you have someone who begins talking he has this like deep, it almost reminds me of SVU you know these mm-hmm. are the stories these that kind of, are the stories yeah and it reminds me of that as he's like describing it and then at the end you know they, they have the tagline see it before you go swimming mm-hmm. so it really kind of like can freak you out at the same time like why do I need to see this before I go swimming especially in the ocean yeah well and they're building that suspense from that point I just kind of try to mention what would have been the number one primetime television show in 1975 like what are they showing this well, in between that this is going to be did they, they show they, them on TV they did they got okay. primetime commercials on television and radio oh. that was one of the reasons why there was such this push and there was so much sensationalism with it because it was a best selling book at the time that they released the movie mm-hmm. and so they had promotions with actors they had promotions with the writer of the book who mm-hmm. also plays the reporter oh. uh, random factoid sorry not to get ahead of it but like that was part of it so I just picture what was the number one movie in 1975 that this is breaking up for five minutes to say we're taking you into this different world yeah. perspective from the shark yeah it's swimming between your feet and you don't <laughs> even know about it and you don't know <laughs> who <laughs> it's gonna like, like attack compare it to hell and the perfect grilling, killing creature created by god did yeah. he create the devil like it's so dramatic yeah and intense but yeah it was definitely a longer trailer than anybody needed so do we want to talk about the movie? The synopsis for the film is pretty simple. Giant shark is attacking a small town. Amity. Yeah. And it kills a couple people. The mayor doesn't want to close down the beach because of political reasons. And they say that they need the summertime money. And even like some of the comments that are made by the people are stupid. But either way, I digress. The whole point is, it's a giant shark attacking a town. This guy who's his first time being the sheriff of this town goes and put like decides, okay, I'm going to get this shark gone because he has a family. It's a kill the kid, all this other stuff. And they end up going with this oddball shark captain. Quint? Captain Quint. Yeah. And an oceanographer. And the three of them decide to go take on this massive shark. Mm-hmm. And terrible things happen. Bad decisions are made. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the shark is destroyed. And if you haven't seen it, I guess it's a spoiler and we should have told you. But if you haven't seen this 1977, 75 film, that's not my problem. Yeah. It's streaming on Prime if you would like to watch it. Yeah. I don't think, I know a person alive who doesn't know that the shark got blown up. If they don't, then they don't watch any popular culture, anything. And they probably won't be listening to this podcast because I'm pretty sure they have spoofed this moment on every, (laughs) every media humanly possible. Yes. So that was Jaws. What do we think of the movie? Uh, I've always liked this movie a lot. So I'm a fan. I always have been. And I still am after watching it again. The thing about this movie, though, is it has such a long memory. I thought it was really interesting while we were going over this. And we're, again, at Tiki Oasis, people coming through the room. Everyone this has come up with has been, oh, my God, that scared the shit. They all have a story about how much it scared them. See, I wasn't terrified of this movie. Okay. When I was a kid. Do you remember how old you were when you saw it? I don't, but I was a kid. Okay. So I saw it and I enjoyed it. 
and I never thought, oh, if I go swimming or anything like that, or if I go in the ocean, Jaws is going to be there. But I think also because early on, my parents are very just very big on like, this is a movie, this isn't mm-hmm. real kind of thing to me. So they, they really hound in on like, this, this no, this isn't going to happen. But shark attacks can happen, just yeah. not of this magnitude in the way they were happening right now. Yeah. Me personally, like, I just have a very anxious response. But, like, logically, even as a young child, I understood that that wasn't reasonable. That wasn't likely to happen. I also remember thinking that, why couldn't they just train the shark? And I'm pretty sure I had (laughs) imaginary friends that were sharks at that age. But I was also a surfer for years, and I Mm -hmm. did actually get stuck in the water once. Oh, yeah, you told the story on our last podcast. Oh, my God, yeah. So, don't need to talk about that again. But this is why I think of it, especially because everyone who came through here was, oh, I saw this. It scared me I was afraid to go in pools. I was this. That, I don't the other understand thing. how you're afraid to go in a pool. It's not like Shaws came up through the Shaws. Jaws came up through the Jane, Shaws. the drain. So um, I don't understand what. And you can see at the bottom of a pool. No, of course. And I think that what that made me think of was we just discussed alligator. And the basis, the premise of alligator was that someone like flushed a baby uh, alligator. Baby alligator. Yeah. They wanted a fair, and that was that whole premise, right? So mm-hmm. it still obviously got to these root, yeah, sort of fears that we have. I see, and I think for a movie that's amazing and crazy at the same time, because it's like this movie has affected so many people so deeply. I mean, anytime I bring up this movie, not just at Tiki Waves, I was at a party a couple weeks ago and I was talking about how we were going to plan Jaws for Mm -hmm. this weekend. And the guy was literally like, oh yeah, I couldn't go in the water after I saw that movie. Like, it took me years to finally be able to go back into the beach water or to go swimming. I'm just like, really? Like, even in a pool? And he's like, yeah. He's like, it just, he's like, I saw it when I was like six. To me, that's mind-boggling. Like, I was like, are you kidding? I saw it and I was like, I want to go swimming because my grandparents had a pool and I was just like, oh, I can go, I'm fine. (laughs) I See, I wonder how much this affects the way that we think about and interact with these species. Because didn't you say Orca was like the next big thing after Jaws? Yeah. Movie. Couldn't you imagine people being like, oh yeah, these wheels are dangerous, especially in the 70s or 80s before there was a lot of, you know, sensitivity to animals, environmental yeah. issues and animals and, you know, I could just see that. Well, being, look at how in the movie they treated the one shark that they caught. Uh-huh. That scene bothered me as an adult just because, like, as a kid, you don't really get it. Like, oh, they caught a shark thinking, but then I feel bad because I'm like, that's not the right shark. So you killed a shark for no fucking reason. You had strung it up. I was so mad. And then the comment of like go throw it like away pretty much i was like oh because you can't use anything off of it go fuck yourself yeah i think that little Teresa was probably <laughs> going to be saving the animals and throwing paint on for <laughs> everywhere right? probably yeah and as an adult it just makes me more angry <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting scene though that you bring up i always noticed that the, the fish looked really weird in the oh, yeah. like, shark and then yeah. it turns out that it was already decomposing yeah because they flew in a shark from florida or something like that to try and get that scene which is one of the many examples of the horrible things that went wrong with this film and one of the things that prevented it from almost getting finished and made right yeah it went it was 159 days to shoot but it was only supposed to be 55 days yeah and they even scheduled it earlier because they were anticipating an actor strike oh boaters they found out that the the union crews were getting paid more than them because they hired local boat fishermen to help move some of the equipment daily because they always had to keep going on the water and those people found out that the what are they called the teamsters oh okay they were getting paid more than them so they tried to go on a kind of strike thing but that didn't very work out well also steven spielberg decided to shoot this on the real ocean as opposed to a control environment 
which he only wanted to shoot when it, the sky was completely clear of any clouds and no one could be in the film at all besides that single boat because he wanted to get that feeling of isolation. So this movie not only went over schedule, over budget, people ended up complaining and he thought that the actors and staff were going to leave because they were t complaining about missed opportunities. Because they only got paid, you know, what they were supposed to. It's not like it got extra if the movie ran over. No, I can't imagine they would have. But I also know that they were rewriting scenes constantly yeah. as well. So there was a lot of uncertainty as to whether or not this was going to be finished because no one had seen the finished script. Yeah. They changed things several times. There were a lot of things filmed that didn't end up in the movie. Some of the final cut of it, so to speak. Well, one of my favorite stories is the story about the midget. So during okay. Richard Dreyfuss's scene where he's in the shark cage, they show some real-life footage of sharks. And they had hired this husband and wife team to fly to where all these sharks are and to find these like giant great white sharks to have real video footage. Well, the thing is, the sharks that they found weren't as big as Jaws because Jaws is this 25 foot shark and these ones are like 14. Yeah, they're they're not comparable. So they decided instead they were going to shoot a midget in a miniature shark cage and the guy that they hired had no prior experience to scuba diving okay he was a stunt double once for elizabeth taylor riding a horse in a movie wow. that was the stuff he did he did more like rodeo kind of stuff and things of that nature never scuba diving so they hired him to do it and for some reason someone thought oh well if he's a little person then we should also make sure everything he has is little including his air tank well a midget brings the same amount of air that we do yeah. like it's not of different course. so they gave him a miniature air tank and he was so afraid when he got into the tank and with all the sharks that he sucked up all his air and they had to pull him up really quick and he almost drowned oh my god and Afterwards, he refused to go back into the tank, mm -hmm. so they just tried to make do, which is why you see Jaws with the shark cage, because they decided it was better to pull out Richard Dreyfus out of the shark cage, and so that way it doesn't lose the scale. Huh. That's one of the things they changed from the book. That's what I know about that story, because in the book, the marine biologist dies as well as the captain. And I always remember thinking that was kind of cool because he also had an affair with the chief's wife in the book. Oh, yeah? And Which is kind of shitty because he forced his company and his help on this group and then, you know, bangs that dude's wife. Oh. That just didn't always sit well with me, you know? I need to read that book. I haven't read it. I want to read it again. I was very young when I read it. I read a lot of things at inappropriate ages because I had a stepmother who wasn't that much older than me. And so I had all of her, you know, handed off. I reading material. I think we've had this conversation where I read serial killer books as <laughs> yeah. a young child, so yeah. go figure. Again, this is the way we get along. Yeah. But overall, did it hold up? I do think it held up. I think that it was pretty well shot. Obviously, there was a lot of, or not a lot, there were some issues in terms of the movement of the shark in the with the animatronic shark, because yeah. it couldn't move like a real shark, but a lot of the scenes still hold up. That it's was... still terrifying, and they don't have the shark in it, which I, in the process of preparing for this, I found out that the yellow barrels that they use as like the marker, which of course is a huge part in the trailer and yeah. really important in the film, that wasn't originally written into the screenplay. That was used because of the failings of Spielberg using the shark that was made for fresh water and yeah. salt water and it getting this like damn additional damage and never fucking working and they kept calling the movie they were the team was referring to it as like flaws Oh, geez. And uh, Steven Spielberg came up with some really horrible names for the shark, which was named after his lawyer. Bruce. Uh, which is also the name of the shark in Finding Nemo. 
Oh, I yes. don't know if you would yes. ever put those two together, but I was like, really? Bruce? Are you joking? Okay, <laughs> Disney. Way to go. Yeah. Nice little Easter egg there. Thank you. Yeah, they were always having issues with those sharks. I did always like that that addition of it being at Universal's tram ride. That was always my favorite part of the ride. Yeah, mine too. And then, of course, I was always a huge fan of the Jersey Chronicles, and that's one of those repeating plot points in Mallrats. How yeah. Was, I was going to propose when Jaws popped out of the water, and all the women are like, what? And all the guys are like, you're the most romantic guy ever. <laughs> right? And you're like, um, okay, then. But I also, oh, nice. another funny thing about that movie is Robert Shaw? the Character? The British actor. Yeah. So he was super well known. The fact that he was signed up for this film, there was so much negativity about him. He was a drunk. So in that drinking scene, they actually had to shoot it twice because before the first shooting, he asked Spielberg, hey, because they're drunk, let me have like a couple drinks. So to really get into believable character. But he was a known alcoholic and they actually had PAs follow him around to keep him from bars. And so when Spielberg said sure, he thought, oh, he'd have like two or three and be good. And no, he got so sloshed that they had to carry him to the seat and he couldn't perform. And this was at 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. So he was done and they had to wrap up early and he felt supposedly terrible, but he was also someone that they said that you had to be really thick skinned around Mm -hmm. because you didn't know if he was going to want to punch you in the face, slap you or give you a hug. And some kind of borderline disorder. Oh yeah, completely. But he was this well-known British actor that, you know, it was big for him to be in the movie. Though there's a lot of parts with him I can barely understand. But as an adult and watching this movie again, I actually really tried hard to listen to what he was saying. And that's how I learned about the Indianapolis. The, the sh- yeah, the one that delivered the bomb mm-hmm. and then ended up having the Japanese submarine torpedo, torpedo them. And then from 800 men, only 335. Men, well, no, no. It's, well, it started with 1,200 on the boat. Yeah. Then it was 800 men in the water. And then it went down to 335 from shark attacks. Oh, I just looked all of this up yeah. the other day. <laughs> That's how I know these numbers. But it wasn't all like shark attack, but it was, you know, because they floated, they floated for four or five days Mm -hmm. before. And the only reason they got rescued was because of a a pilot who saw them by accident. It was just an interesting thing. But yeah, I learned a lot about the Indianapolis after I was like, wait a minute, what is this? It happened, I think, like July 25th or something like that. When it was when they destroyed yeah but it was destroyed in july of yeah 45. we're not talking about the Indianapolis right now because <laughs> i'll go on that one because i found it fascinating i was like how is this not i'm like is this one of my history facts mm-hmm. it should be it's a crazy crazy fact no it is and i'm glad i because his story you can barely understand and for me as far as this movie goes i wish it was shorter i love this movie don't get me wrong but there are certain parts i'm just like mm, I could have gone without this scene. Definitely didn't need this one. This one went a little bit longer than it needed to be. Okay. And I see what you're saying, especially because I had a hard time actually having the time to watch this whole movie. I think, though, that it's hard for us to judge that as objectively in 2018, just because movies, they weren't as concise in terms of their storytelling in 1975. And Spielberg is definitely telling a very, he's telling his way of telling these kind of arts of dramas. There's some really interesting scaled shots that tell us, you know, depth of these 
characters. He's trying to make them multidimensional and interesting. But there is definitely some dead I felt there was a little kind of Hitchcock element to it because you have a police sheriff or whatever, chief, of a island and he is afraid of the water. Uh-huh. So it just, I don't know, for some reason that felt like a Hitchcock twist it to me. It totally, I mean, it sounds like a vertigo kind of moment. Yeah. Absolutely. My favorite quote, though, from him was when he, when the oceanographer asked him about living on an island, he says that you're only, it's only an island if you're looking out from it from sea. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I like that. It's a fabulous kind of perspective moment to put that out there, especially when you're ta- he's talking about this, you know, marine biologist who you then find out is from a super wealthy yeah. family. And you're like, God, your arrogance is just so much more arrogant. Now. Yeah. And I really enjoy the scene where Dreyfus is trying to tell the mayor how much he's fucking up, like his intolerance and inability to explain to, you know, a bureaucrat mm-hmm. the reality of his field is just funny to me. And then it's twice yeah. as funny to me when you find out he's independently wealthy yeah and there's that one scene i really don't like when the mother of the son who was eaten goes and slaps the chief in the face in front of the politician and or the mayor whatever you want to call him and you know blames him for the beaches being open when it's like no it's the mayor's fault because the mayor literally is like oh well the beaches are only gonna be closed for 24 hours Mm -hmm. and i mean granted this is after the shark attack but he tried to get the mayor to close the beaches early like Mm -hmm. before that and the mayor's like no 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 it was a boating accident and even the coroner was like oh well yeah it could have been he's like are you going to actually put that on a report? He's like, yeah, we're going to change it. He's like, okay, if you're going to back it up. But they knew what it was. They just yeah. were, were so concerned about money and making their season's profits. And even when they said, oh, we're going to close it for 24 hours, the lady's all like, 24 hours? That's like three weeks. Like, seriously? You're more concerned about the beach being closed than your safety? Like, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, I want to say again, I think in the book there was a more sinister plot motivation in this context. There was definitely, like, mafia pressure or some bizarre thing like not bizarre but some more aggressive thing than just the basic profits of a small town yeah because again the fear of a shark and the community loss would be just as heavy as the economic burden i think yeah context well they even made the comment of like you can go on welfare like they actually make that comment in the movie so that's a 70s mentality right the entire country is in an intense economic what am i thinking of like when a rubber band recedes a little bit Mm -hmm. i mean they have entire shows that are kind of based on this premise is how much america's economy is sort of shifting and under pressure because it was shrinking from the crazy inflation of the previous couple decades you know so it's an interesting way to set that up in the blockbuster film that has to have a, a more simplified plot yeah. And I use that term anachronistically because we didn't actually have that term to describe this before that movie, right? <laughs> and then, of course, I my, one of my favorite parts to this day, and every time I see it, it's like I laugh out loud when the guy insults him and he's like, that's one bad hat, Harry. Yes. You know? <laughs> like, oh, that was such a quick asshole yes. comment. Good job. Good job. <laughs> I still like the one at the end where he says, smile, you sound about boom. <laughs> that I like. And, of course... We gotta get a bigger boat. We're gonna need a bigger boat or whatever. Yeah, that's in our our theme, our our intro. So it's such a great moment though, and apparently that was improvised. Oh really? Which is funny because then he uses that line for the rest of that scene evolution until yeah. the shark gets again, and he's like, "But but we're gonna need a bigger boat, right? Yeah. And they're like, but, and we can get a bigger boat. And then now we're long later, he's like, "No, we're gonna go do this. No, we could go back to shore and get a bigger boat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
Yeah, but it, I mean, it makes sense because when someone gets this idea, especially trying to compete against Jaws, you are so fixated on like, this is how we need this to help solve our problem. Mm-hmm. And you guys aren't doing it. And that was the other thing. Like there was a lot of that throughout the film where people weren't listening to the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Everyone else knew better. Even though he'd be like, no, we should do this. Everyone's like, no, 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 we've got this because we're islanders and you're just from New York, but we got this. And mm-hmm. then it's like, no, you're not listening to the per- the one person who knows exactly what's going on, who wants to help save you dumbasses. Without ego involved. Yes. Of course. And yeah. all he cares about is making sure his family and everyone's safe. And mm-hmm. here you guys are like, no, it's all right, we got this. Like, they don't want to go in because they tagged it already. And they're like, nope, we don't want to go back because we've already tagged it. But he's like, we still need a bigger boat. Like, are we going to radio? one and then the the quint guy destroys the radio radio yeah which again goes to reiterate the idea i said before he has some sort of absolute borderline personality disorder really interesting characters in this film that you know keep it going and make it as memorable and fun as it is well especially because like half the film is a bunch of people and then the remaining film is those three people and then Uh you are invested in those three characters now because you only are focused on them for the last bit of the film and that's not an easy task to do, to be three people trying to carry a movie afterwards. After you have all this excitement of people dying and the town upset, and you don't even see the resolution at the end because you just see them swimming off into the daylight, I guess. Yeah, back to shore. Yeah. Shore, it's almost visible. Which suddenly they're like in almost inside of shore, and you're like, damn. Yeah. It's like you weren't that far. But again, that reminds me very much of like Kubrick now. Yeah. Where it's like you're so close, but it's like, wait a minute, it was just right here. Fair enough. This is one of Spielberg's really early movies, right? Like yeah, this is. Yeah, like this that. is a very early film for him. This is like when he was still very green and directing, and you know. But his shooting star was in there. Did you see it? No. It was right after the bigger boat part. There's like a scene, and it's one of the few where there's clouds, and there has to be because it's yeah. where he moves the shooting star in between the clouds, which uh, is probably why I noticed it. Cause you had mentioned to me about his like obsessiveness, yes, about OCD. the framing or whatever. But yes. But what will we give this movie? I'm gonna give this movie a B plus. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking B, so I can get behind a B plus. I do love this movie. It's, me too. But it is a little long for me. It's two hours and like four minutes long. There are like, I could go without the whole beginning part where the girl dies. I would much rather that been where they find the body instead. I don't need that whole skinny dipping scene, especially because you actually can see stuff in the skinny dipping scene, which I didn't realize. You can? Yeah, at least on my uh, TV you could. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. This is 1975. That would have been a big pull. Like, oh my God, there's tits. Well, <laughs> even when yeah. she's running, you see side boob. Ooh, side boob. Yeah. Well, you know how guys are. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, and this is 1975. I mean, had when did Halloween come out? I remember mm. Halloween 2 being a really big deal because of how much titty was in that movie. Mm. Like, in retrospect, reading about, like, yeah. oh, it was so blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I mean, that would have been a big seller. The thing I like about that is that Steven Spielberg actually spoofed himself, and he did that similar intro in when he made 1941, which is about the, like, it's kind of a joke on the war at this second world war and but instead of getting attacked by a shark she gets picked up by a japanese submarine and it's oh. supposed to be like the same character like it's a joke oh, okay on yeah right so i i enjoy that element of it now would the trailer make you go see the movie would the trailer make me go see the movie probably if it, in real time in the in the 70s probably today if i had no other context for jaws not I would be curious what the shark looks like because since they don't show the shark in the trailer, granted, if I saw that trailer first off again, way too long. It needs to be way shorter. No attention span. 
my yeah. god. Yeah, but see, and that's why I think, like, the world's changed so much is because, I mean, the trailers we were watching were, like, a minute and a half. I know. And now this five-minute one, we're bitching about how long it is. But I liked how chaotic the trailer was because it mm-hmm. gave you that anxiety or like, shit, am I going to feel this in the film too? Which you do. And again, yeah. we got to say really quick, we haven't yet, how amazing of a job John Williams did because after all, <laughs> yes. is half the movie, yeah, right? And he won a fucking Oscar for it, so as he should have. And it's just the simplest, like... EF. Yeah. And I mean, that sounds... Dis- mm. That sounds sticks with you, and it's very common when there's like some kind of trouble that that's the, that's what you hear. Yeah, I mean, again, if you don't know that reference, you've obviously been living under a rock. Yeah, we again did not talk about what movie we were gonna do next. We didn't talk about what movie we were gonna do next. We were so excited to do Jaws. I think from now on, maybe or not from now on, but maybe we should try doing like a really low reviewed movie when we next time we do an old. Rather than something we love and that's so well liked. Yeah, but I'm wondering that if this, if we're doing the things that we love, I'm wondering if we still love them because we haven't seen them in so long. I definitely saw it within the last decade of my life. Ten years is a long time. I can't remember what I did like two years ago. <laughs> you know, I feel like the last like time in the last ten years of my life changes on a regular basis. Mm. You know, so but I know it's I been a good way while. Too many of these lines in the movie. I do want to do this as a drinking game at some point though, where it's just like every time they say shark or every time they say chief, you have to take a drink. Yeah, you're gonna just get fucked up. Yeah, fucked up. I'm really excited. So overall, this movie gets a B plus. Trailer could use some revamping for today's age. Yeah, but I mean, I think overall the movie survived pretty well. Yeah, I... The shark didn't. (laughs) Apparently one of the animatronic sharks that they made for this didn't... It it failed so hard that it actually was left at the bottom of the ocean when they were filming. Oh, shit. That's crazy. They made several of them, though, They did, but I also know that they used hydraulics, so that way there would be no oil leakage. Interesting. I was reading that one of the reasons they chose the location they did was because of the proportions of how much shallow water there was because they had this bizarre rig that oh, allowed them to shoot them. I also found out that the boats actually did sink and even the oh, boat they were yeah. shooting the film on uh-huh. sank. Yeah, and they had to rush the film yeah. to like, save it because they thought they lost a ton. Again, I can't believe this movie was fucking made. I, I know. This I reminds me wrong. very much like everything that went wrong during Poltergeist. Yeah, which is even more creepy. Yeah. I would imagine filming Poltergeist was fucking creepy. Everything I've read about, all the stuff that went wrong, People dying. (laughs) People dying. And then I'm sorry, but that little kid just probably would have been creepy to work. I thought she ended up dying too. She did die very little. Yeah. And I think she died during the filming of the film. I thought so too. Yeah. Yeah. So Wow, we talk about the most sparkling things right now. Sounds like my other podcast. Let's we should probably wrap this up so we can go actually participate in social things. Yeah, we need to go do Tiki Oasis finally. So until next time, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. You can't handle the truth. He's looking at you, kid. I'll be back. <laughs>